This is Can You Relate with Christine. But it's less Can You Relate and more Can You Relate with Christine. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because that not so nice thing that came up in your mind that you want to direct at a specific person has absolutely nothing to do with them and has everything to do with you. Whatever that otherwise neutral circumstance triggered within you has everything to do with you because that's the filter through which you're experiencing your life situation, through which you're experiencing that specific moment, that specific situation that triggered that thing in you. So whether it triggered insecurities, whether it triggered fears, whether it triggered guilt, whatever it may have triggered has everything to do with you. So if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all to that person, but sit down and have a conversation with yourself. Sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself about why you are feeling this specific emotion, why you're having this specific reaction to what that person is doing or not doing or saying or not saying. The world is as we see it. Reality is subjective. It's personal. We make it personal. So why are you seeing this specific situation in this specific way? What wound is there? What is being triggered? We are our own worst critic. We're very emotionally abusive towards ourselves. So that person that you want to say a not so nice thing to, this thought popped up in your mind and you want to direct it at this specific person. Let's say this person is actually insecure about that specific thing that they're doing or that they're saying and then your not so nice comment actually does a lot more damage to them than you are ever going to know. Because if that person is insecure about that thing, then they have already criticized and judged and shamed themselves in their mind a million times over. So you coming in, making that one comment, saying that one unsolicited thing is going to do so much harm. It's going to cause so much damage. You're going to forget about whatever it is that you said maybe five, 10 minutes after you said it, but that person is going to hold on to it for a very, very long time because we are our own worst critics and we have a tendency to hold on to the negative emotions rather than the positive ones. So if I come and tell you what a smart, capable, kind, wonderful human being you are, you're going to feel good about it for a minute to an hour or two, but you're going to quickly forget about it. If I come and tell you that you are a selfish, you're entitled, you're spoiled, you're a lazy person, you are going to hold on to that for days to come. You might even remember that every time you see me, every time you hear my name, an alarm is going to go off in your mind like, oh, she called me lazy, she called me spoiled, she called me entitled. And suddenly any mention of my name, any picture of my face or anything or the sound of my voice is going to trigger you. 
because I said something that hit too close to home. And the reason that it hit too close to home is because you already have a wound there. Otherwise, you wouldn't really care. It would just roll right off your back. We hold on to the negative things way more than we do to the positive things. That's the thing though, I wanna go on a tangent. There's no such thing as positive or negative. Those are just descriptive terms. You have emotions or experiences that feel good. You have emotions and experiences that don't feel good. And they're not absolute because something that feels good to me might not feel good to you. And likewise, something that feels neutral to you might feel horrible for me. So even the terms positive and negative, in certain situations, they're absolute. Like getting sick is a negative experience. Like in certain <laughs> objective situations, yes, you can say positive or negative, but we're talking about emotional experiences. So positive and negative emotional experiences are subjective. They are personal. They are relative, whatever you want to call it. And they depend on the person experiencing them. They depend on the witness of these experiences. We hold on to specific comments, whether we're the ones making them towards ourselves, whether it's a comment that someone directed towards us without any malice, there are no bad intentions there. Maybe they just made that comment in passing or they thought that they were being helpful or they thought they were being supportive, whatever it is. We hold on to these negative or these not so good feeling emotions because there is a wound there. And whenever someone says something, or whenever something is being said, whether it's by you, towards you, by someone else, towards you, by someone else, towards someone else, and you just happen to be with an earshot and you <laughs> take it and internalize it. Whenever something is being said and it triggers you and it feels bad, it's like picking at the scabs of a wound. It feels bad because there's already a wound there. And when we hold on to these not so good feeling emotional experiences, we're just picking at the scab. We're not letting it heal. And now wounds, physical wounds, they require time. So the more time goes by without you picking at the scab or with you just getting yourself out of the picture, letting your body naturally do what it does best, trusting your body's intelligence to heal itself, the wound heals, it becomes a scar, maybe even that scar fades with time. But if you have a wound and you keep picking at it and every time it starts to heal, you go back and you keep picking at it over and over and over again, it might get infected, it might heal again and it's a wound and then you pick on it again. It's just like this perpetual cycle of healing, wound, picking at it, and then it, it needs to start the cycle of healing again. And then it's another wound that's healing. And then you pick at it. It's a perpetual cycle of you're taking one step forward and 10 steps backwards. So this is never going to fully heal. This is never going to fade away. This is never going to just be something that is in the past because you keep coming back to it because ego is not ready to let go of this wound. Ego is not ready, willing, and able to get the fuck out of the way and let the body, the emotional body, do the healing. Ego is not ready to trust the intelligence of the emotional body because ego is afraid of dying. 
your ego identity of poor me, of victim, of whatever the identity of your ego is, whatever identity your ego has chosen to adopt, it's scared of no longer being that identity. Because it doesn't matter how unhappy you are in or with a specific situation, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Comfort zone isn't always someplace where you're happy. You could be completely, utterly, profoundly miserable in your comfort zone, but better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So we hold on to negative comments. So we hold on to thoughts and perceptions and behaviors that do not feel good. Even if it's something that is neutral, ego will still find a way to make it about you, even when it has nothing to do with you. There's this term called negativity bias, where in any given moment, in any given situation, you look for negative experiences. You seek them out almost as a defense mechanism. Instead of waiting for a negative experience to happen, you are seeking it out. You are looking, just like you they say, there's always a silver lining. You're kind of always looking for the negative lining in any given situation as a way to protect yourself, as a way to be proactive, as a way to maintain fight or flight status, maintain survival mode as a way to not let your guard down so that you are prepared. So that it's the devil you know, it's the devil you can manage, you can cope with, that's familiar. It's taking otherwise neutral situations and making them personal. It's having an otherwise neutral day and focusing on the one negative experience and letting that fuck up your entire day. For example, it's as simple as the following. You are on your way to work or you are on your way to an appointment or you're just running late. You have a cup of coffee with you to go and you spill coffee on yourself. And all of a sudden, that sets the tone for the entire day. I spilled coffee on myself. I'm so angry. I'm so grumpy. I'm just so frazzled. There's so much chaos internally. And all of a sudden, there's going to be so much chaos externally. There's so much negativity in me. Oh, I'm so stupid. How could I have spilled that coffee? It's my fault. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And then it just snowballs there. It's just one negative thing that happened sets the tone for the rest of the day and all of a sudden you are convinced that you have a very negative human experience, that you have a very negative life. Whereas you spill coffee on yourself. Oh, oops, I spilled coffee on myself. Oh well, no big deal. Moving on. It's just spilling coffee on myself. It's a neutral situation. It happened. I cleaned it up to the best of my ability. I changed my outfit if I was able to. If I wasn't, I just go on with my day. Oh, okay, I spilled coffee. So what? No big deal. I'm gonna forget about it tomorrow. I'm gonna forget about it a week from now. A month from now, I'm gonna look back and be like, oh, remember that time I was rushing out of the house or I was getting off the bus and I spilled coffee on myself? That's so funny. Every time, well, not every time, nine times out of 10, maybe eight. <laughs> we look back on a situation, we laugh about it. Our mind catastrophizes situations, makes a mountain out of a molehill, creates 
a big horrible story about how the world is against us about how we're inadequate we're unworthy we're just doing things wrong we're fucking up left and right but says who your mind really you're gonna let that dictate everything that little voice in your head that's not even your own voice and how do you know that that's not your voice because it doesn't feel good it's the voice of limiting beliefs it's the voice of society of conditioning of parents of friends of colleagues of people you've known in the past anytime you catch yourself saying should you're shitting on yourself (laughs) anytime you catch yourself saying should do something i should know better i should have done this i should have done that anytime you catch yourself coming down hard on yourself that's not your voice if it's not a pleasant place to be in your mind then it's it's not your mind it's just a voice, your voice, that's being distorted, that's being controlled by the voice of millions of others. And yeah, millions of others. Social media, movies, TV shows, podcasts, songs, books, knowledge, information that's passed down through family experiences, generational stuff, ethnic stuff, collective consciousness millions that voice in your head is not your own it's the voice of millions millions are drowning out your own and how do you know your voice how can you hear your voice out of the millions of others it's the voice that when it says something you feel good you feel safe you feel a sense of relief you feel oh okay that's your voice Aside from the term negativity bias, there's another term that I really liked discovering. It's called confirmation bias. It's when (laughs) you look for proof or you create proof or you distort or skew different experiences and scenarios and situations to say, oh, see, here's the proof. (laughs) Here's the proof that I needed that this thing that I was thinking or that I was talking about is absolutely true. It is also your mind taking an otherwise neutral circumstance and creating a story about it, adding meaning to it, making it personal, internalizing it. Life is not personal. Life is just life. It's not conspiring against you. Life is just life. The clouds aren't conspiring against you to give you a rainy day so that you're late to work. I mean, (laughs) what? (laughs) Life is just doing its own thing. For example, let's say a bit heavier situation is you did something wrong or you fumbled up something at work or with a friend or whatever it may be and you are actually berating yourself and saying i'm so stupid i should have known better i should have done better i'm so stupid i'm not worthy of this or i'm not worthy of that or i don't deserve this because i'm so stupid that i wasn't able to do it properly whatever that voice in your mind that's not your voice whatever that voice in your mind that is anyone and everyone's voice but your own whatever that voice is saying so For me, 
something recent has been discovering that I have a worthiness wound where I feel like I'm not worthy of specific situations or I haven't really earned them unless I experience a multitude of things that's a prerequisite to whatever it is that I want coming into my life. So unworthiness, what it could look like when it comes to confirmation bias. So let's say I want a specific opportunity. It didn't happen. Oh, see, I'm not worthy of that. I knew that there's something wrong with me. I'm probably not smart enough or I'm not experienced enough or I'm not X, Y, Z enough. So it's a me thing. No, there could be a million other variables in play as to why that opportunity didn't work out. And not a single one of those variables has anything to do with me. But because I have a wound, because I have this specific filter through which I'm seeing things, through which I'm experiencing life, I'm going to take it as, ah, see, I knew that I'm not worthy. Because if I were worthy, then this opportunity would have unfolded. If I were worthy, then that thing would have worked out. That thing would have unfolded. That thing wouldn't have taken so much effort or so much time to unfold. There are so many things happening behind the scenes, so many things that have nothing to do with me, nothing to do with you, that are out of your control, but because you are so hell-bent on confirming to yourself that you are unworthy, that you are in fact not good enough, that you are not deserving of love or opportunities or whatever it may be. You are so hell-bent on convincing yourself that that is an absolute truth that you will take any opportunity, you will skew, distort, and bend over backwards to take any situation and make it personal to prove to yourself, ah, see, that's true. All along, I wasn't worthy. Says who? That voice in your mind, that voice that again is the voice of millions, that voice that is overpowering, overshadowing your own voice, says who? Now, with negativity bias and confirmation bias, there actually is historical need <laughs> for it. When our ancestors were living in caves, they had to anticipate that, okay, shit, a mountain lion or a bear could come in. They had to anticipate certain negative situations. Those are just natural situations. They are neutral. They are at face value. They need to <laughs> anticipate the worst to be able to survive. So negativity bias, confirmation bias, in terms of evolution, it does serve a purpose, but we're not fighting bears and mountain lions, at least like not in your apartment, not in your house, not in your workspace. If you're going on a hike, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Depends on where you live. But negativity bias, confirmation bias have served us in terms of evolutionary needs. But now they're just holding us back because we're just in a constant psychological state of fight or flight. We're in a constant psychological state of survival mode. And that is no way of living. You're just existing at that point. You're not living. You are just existing. So if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything to that person, but have that conversation with yourself. And the opposite is if you do have something nice to say, say that shit. 
absolutely say that shit. Admire that person, compliment them. If you have something nice to say, if a nice thought popped up in your mind about a specific person, why not? Why would you not share it with them? If there's something you admire about them, if you like their outfit, if you are inspired by the way they handled a specific situation or you were motivated by something they said or they did, say it to them because you never know just how badly they need to hear that. You never know just how badly you are going to be the the beacon of hope that they need, that otherwise they probably would have taken a different path or would have quit whatever it is that they were doing or they were having a bad day and your comment or your compliment cheered them up. Now I have a list of the different things that people have told me over the years and I hold this list very close to my heart. I used to keep this list in the form of my journal. So whenever someone would say something encouraging, just randomly out of the blue, like an act of kindness, you just say something nice to someone and it would mean the world to me. I would sit and I would journal it down. Now I'm at a point where sometimes I don't feel like I'm journaling. So if something happens in the moment and I'm not at home, let's say, I'm not going to be like, oh wait, let me remember this so that I can go (laughs) journal it when I'm back home. I just take a screenshot and I keep a folder of it on my phone because there have been a lot of moments in my life where I'm just riddled and consumed with doubt and fear and insecurity. And then just randomly out of nowhere, someone would say something someone would be in the right place at the right time and say the right thing. And I am here because my path was forged with these different moments of support or encouragement. Whether they were strangers, whether they were acquaintances, whether they were friends, family members, in moments of absolute hopelessness and despair and doubt, someone would always say the right thing at the right time. And if they hadn't said that thing at that time, I probably would have taken a different decision. I probably would have gone down a different path because it would give me the hope to do one thing differently. Do one thing from a place of encouragement and support, from a place of feeling good, from a place of relief. And that one thing would be the building block And then the next thing would be another building block. I mean, you build a wall one brick at a time. So each of those words or statements of support and encouragement were one brick at a time that allowed me to build the wall or pave the way. Because I think building a wall could be taken as like a negative thing. Like, why are you building a wall? It's kind of like this sense of separation. So let's say I'm just building (laughs) a yellow brick road. Every moment of support and encouragement was a brick that allowed me to pave that yellow brick road towards the path that I am on. If you have something nice to say, say it. Not only is it not going to take anything away from you, but it's actually going to make you feel better because when you see the joy, when you see the smile on someone's face, when you tell them something that you like or admire about them, or you just compliment them, whatever it is, you just add a little bit of sparkle into their day, that makes you feel good too. So not only is it not taking anything away from you, it's giving you (laughs) more 
better feeling emotions, better feeling experiences in your day. I do keep a list of every single person, every single comment of support, of encouragement, because they mean the world to me. Because they didn't owe me anything, but they still said the thing. They still showed the support. They still took even 30 seconds out of their day to send me a message, to reply to a story, or to send me a little bit of a pep talk, just randomly out of nowhere to tell me, oh, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to say I'm proud of you, or I saw what you did here, or I saw your podcast, I listened to the podcast, or I'm seeing what you're posting about your yoga journey, whatever it may be. I'm seeing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. You're doing so great. It takes a lot of courage. Whatever it is, I promise you, you will never be forgotten. Because I feel like as much as I say you really have changed my life, you really have saved me, I don't think you will ever understand truly what I mean when I say that. There's a sentiment that I want to share as I wrap up. I was scared... I was not scared. I was worried that if I ramble, I would miss the point of the sentiment, behind the sentiment. So I wrote it down. I'm just going to read it. The best feeling is when I get supportive messages or nice messages from people that are just acquaintances who have been paying attention and they're consistently doing so. And they reach out and share how much they enjoy it or share some kind words or a compliment. Those seemingly random things they said or random times they reached out weren't random, not even in the slightest. They were just what I needed to hear, just when I needed to hear them. They kept me from doubting myself or succumbing to the innermost critical, most intrusive thoughts from the voice in my mind. They saved me. They were a tether that kept me holding on. They gave me relief that it's not for nothing. When I doubt and I say, what's the point? The right person at the right time reminds me of the point. And for that, I will forever be grateful. If you have something nice to say, say it. Because you truly never know just how much that could mean to the other person. Just how badly they need to hear it. Because if you have something nice to say, it's not about you. It's about the other person. So let it be about the other person. And if you don't have anything nice to say, it has nothing to do with the other person and has everything to do with you. Whatever comes up is worth exploring, is worth sharing, is worth reflecting on. It's worth it. It came up for a reason. Whether that reason is for the other person, whether that reason is for you, it came up for a reason. So just lean into it. And on that note, see you next time.